0: Welcome to the Polcha Podcast. I'm Goose. I'm Bubba. What a do hoes. So today's discussion, um, we're going to talk about serial killers and our favorite kinds. No, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, I am going to rank them on a, a scale of creativity and skill.
1: Thank you for that. We're going to start with our open opinion, meaning that the following segment will be based solely off of our personal perspective. I'll be asking the questions and Goose, you respond accordingly. Deals. If you were to offer an alternative hobby to a serial killer, what would it be? Butchering? Like slaughterhouse kind? Of sh-? Why not like knitting? Another activity that's not aggressive. Besides murdering. If I'm a serial killer, I'm going to want people?
0: a very aggressive hobby.
1: Like Something that involves... But I feel like that's only heightening their skills that one day (laughs) they could actually use it on somebody. Like, they're acquiring the skills to do that.
0: (laughs) I think they're putting their skill into something that's safe and helpful. I mean, yes, murder is helpful in population control, but it's not legal, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> she didn't mean that she really did mean it I didn't not, mean that yeah I know I meant <laughs> it seriously <laughs> follow up question of the serial killers you know of which would you choose to be a victim for in other words who would you prefer to be your killer
0: I was reading the th- uh, briefly going over the ones that were ranking today um, so I'm just going to pick one of those since you know I already have information in front of me about him and it said he roofied them so I think I would like that one because at least I'd be getting roofied and having like, a good time while he was murdering me at least I'm on drugs.
1: I want to <laughs> die on drugs. One of the things I would prefer prefer to die from is strangulation. Oh, you're kinky. Like no, that. <laughs> no, I knew that's where your head was going. I'd rather pass out than be like tortured. Like, I feel like once you're well, strangled, you, you str- lose consciousness eventually.
0: Yeah, but you're being tortured in the process of passing out.
1: But you, you've. Have you ever had somebody in a headlock? How yeah. long did it take for them to pass out? Well, I'm not allowed to tap them out
0: so they pass out. When they tap out, I have to stop, unfortunately. <laughs> I,
1: would, I would feel like it wasn't too much after. No, it's not too long, yeah. See, the yeah. the struggle itself probably wouldn't be that long. That's why. Yeah, because
0: okay. it's not long before they give up. So that, yeah, any longer they would have passed out.
1: Okay, what are the telltale signs of any serial killer? What would you like? Mustache? No go.
0: Mustaches are pedophiles. Don't everyone knows that? Yes, that's <laughs> it's a pedo mustache. Um, murderers. I'd say people with really big eyes. I know there's no physical trait for murderers, but if someone has like really big and perfectly circled eyes that like come out of their head a little bit, like cow eyes, I'm gonna think they're murderers.
1: Suspicious of them. Yeah. I did a little bit of research on a report done by FBI back in 2005, and they had said some form of psychopathic personality disorder, sensation seeking, lack of remorse, impulsive, need for control, and predatory behavior. So they might display some of those types of traits. Aside from that last one, I might be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we shouldn't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know where to find me now. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I'm
1: just kidding. I'm challenging myself. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met someone that gave you serial killer vibes?
0: Oh, I said yeah. I feel like I've had the, I'm having, I feel like I've had the feeling of this man is <laughs> creepy and serial killer-y. I'm honest, I have, but I can't, like, immediately think of the time, you know what I mean? I think I've had several encounters, where I know that I've had that feeling, but now I can't think of the time or the story for it. But I'm pretty sure I've met some pretty creepy people at the bar, like, they give me weird
1: vibes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've met some creepy people. What's the biggest mistake a serial killer can make? Getting caught. Disregard of morals and other things. Getting caught (laughs) would be an issue. (laughs) Before we get into today's true story, I have researched five what I think are the most prolific serial killers in America. Because we won't be able to cover all of them in one episode, we will each be ranking them according to a different scale. So if you could read off the information that I sent to you earlier today.
0: So, first one is Israel Keys. Number of victims, three confirmed murders, suspected of 11 total. I thought it was way more. But okay. He would select victims at random, targeting people based on their vulnerability and happenstance. For his victims, all it was... They were at the wrong place in the wrong time. Israel would travel to different places around the U.S. and plant kill buckets inside, and they would contain a weapon and items for disposal. See, he gets points for creativity and stri- strategy. That what was very
1: strategic. You know, he said he regretted being caught because the last one he went to the victim as opposed to his victims happening upon him. Then yeah, he got, got greedy. Yeah, he said that that was one of his issues.
0: Yeah, he had a great strategy down yeah. That
1: was terrifying. It was random. It was completely random. Yeah, it no madame. MO. It was just how vulnerable you were at that time. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just like catching a fish in the water. So uh-huh. They're human.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. No, no, yeah, the humans are human. It's just an analogy. Stop taking it so seriously. <laughs> okay, and this is Samuel Little. This one's impressive due to his numbers. Not impressive. Wrong, wrong. Was, oh I really watch my words. Um, <laughs> this one is, on a rank wise, gets points for numbers, because he's got a he so shockingly high number. So it's got 50 murders, Samuel Little, 50 confirmed murders, confessed to 93 victims. He targeted transit and women, usually of African American descent, who were prostitutes and drug users. He had punched the women unconscious and strangled them to death. See this is kinda of cool. Like he was going no, it's not cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he would go after it was like he was a serial killer vigilante, like he's trying to cleanse the world of prostitutes and drug dealers. I mean, I guess he thought if he has urges to kill somebody, he must be the prostitutes and drug dealers. Or maybe, he disgust- maybe he's Christian and disgusted by prostitutes and drug dealers, but not so Christian that murder is one of the things that he has a problem with. You know,
1: people like that are very interesting. No, there are people. there, there are, people are people who are Christian, truly and they hate it when you
0: sin, and they kill you, and feel like they're doing a good thing, but then they're killing you. So he could have been like that kind of guy. He could have been. That's very true. Or he just wanted the drugs, either way. Okay, next one. Jeffrey Dahmer. Seventeen victims. His victims were male, usually African American. Okay, racist. He would roofie his victims and then proceed to strangle them. Okay, so this is the one I was talking about. At least I'm getting roofied. Mm-hmm. Yes. He participated wrong. in necrophilia and cannibalism. Okay, points for disgustingness. Like he gets a oh, he, he gets oh, points. No. He gets a point for a per- penetrating all the levels of disgusting. He yeah, like he took it really than far than just murder. More than, yeah. yeah, you like you hit all the levels of whoa. He would keep his kid victim skulls, with <laughs> genitals, as a souvenir. See, so, yeah, he did. He gets. Po- when I say points, it's because we're gonna rank them eventually, and uh, he gets points yes. for. And I'm not giving serial killers points, guys. I'm um, when I say this, it's because we have to rank them eventually. Yes. So he's getting points for hitting all the f***ing <laughs> levels of. Dude, you just it's killed delusional. him, now you keep their your <laughs> testicles, no. And, then now, and now you're <laughs> necrophilia and cannibalism, like you just checked off all the volley boxes, yeah. Y-
1: and you know, he was actually one of the more remorseful ones. I mean in rep- later reports, I, I don't Was he? I, I, I just, I don't quite know how that works, exactly.
0: Why genitals? Oh.
1: I don't know, like, it's very,
0: like, I don't know. Is he gay?
1: I, I don't think wanna, he was.
0: I'll I'll say, I want to. I was going say, because I'm not gonna keep one on. my. I don't get, but I would get if you're like sick and you want to keep a souvenir, but like as a straight man, why would you want to keep a man's genitals? No,
1: I think it was just back then, and you know, he was probably just in the closet, and he was probably uh, Deep really in that just, closet,
0: turned into a serial killer. He popped out of that thing with a knife. So that is Jeffrey Dahmer. Next one is. Who's next in the lineup? Paul Stefani. Three murdered, two attempted. Well, see, he kind of sounds like a failure. He was hysterically calling his murders to the police, begging to be caught, landing him the name of the weepy voice killer. His victims were usually badly beaten with stab wounds, i.e. a pick, a screwdriver. He does not sound like he's the least successful murderer I've ever heard. Like,
1: he would no, okay, he in.
0: fails.
1: He would call them in weepy yeah. or hysterically.
0: I think he has an attention,
1: lack of an attention problem. He would ask for them to catch him, but he wouldn't say anything else. And he didn't want to go to jail. He also stated that. It was very interesting, I think. His brain is all kinds of messed up. That, which led him to being caught eventually because he a well, Because he him.
0: sucks as a murderer. Like, he if you're going to murder, do it right. He's a murderer. This last one John Gary, number of victims at least 33. Okay, another high one. Notable characteristics he would strangle his victims and sometimes dress as a clown, dubbing him the killer clown. Targeting teenage males, huh, multiple bodies were found beneath his house. Why would you just throw it underneath your house? The smell must be horrendous. I don't And also,
1: it. don't, it's right, it's in your house. Okay, just rewind I, to when you said it smells. I used to keep a trash can in my room, and I couldn't handle it. With just food smell alone. Yeah, you That know, permeates. Broad, ho- oh, and a dead body, flesh is. That, that is a whole new level of psychotic.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I thought I had all my rankings in my head down. Now I have to, like, really think after all these options. The Weepy Voice Killer is definitely a loser. Like, he is second string, if that. So if it was a
1: team. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a group of them going out.
0: You know, this first string football, second string. He's definitely a section string. No, actually, he's like, if there's a level below second string, that's the Weeby Boy's killer. He fails at this.
1: We're going to pause. We're going to come back, and we'll give you our rankings. Goose will be ranking on creativity, effectiveness, and number of kills. That's what she's taking into yes. consideration.
0: Possibly disgusting level, now that I've read some of them.
1: I will be evaluating their fear factor overall and how... Frightening. I would pose each of them. So most frightening to least. Like who would in you my be most eyes. afraid of? Exactly. Like, yeah. okay. This one is extremely hard,
0: and as as of till now, I still haven't in the same spot. I was kind of waiting to announce. Like I hope it will come to me. When, when it like, when yeah it yeah when it happened. So I'm gonna go with Samuel Little because. It was in his own way creative because he did go after people who could have been accused of being drug overdose because he always went after drug dealers or prostitutes. Also, he has the highest and most impressive number of kills. Yeah, and skill... i uh, will go see Joe Keyes. But Samuel Little, I
1: think... I'll go he with him. Numbers-wise.
0: Yeah. Um, Keys is next because that guy was strategic as hell. Like Insane. He planted kill buckets. Gotta have all the tools there ready for him. He does have a high number of kills. Like yeah, that was he he be lit in a bad way. <laughs> um, next is Jeffrey Dahmer because he's disgusting, <laughs> and his kills are
1: Where not as mean?
0: high, but it's higher than the other two. One is a lot of kills, okay, when you're what? killing civilians. Men, they yeah, took men out. and yeah, so one is a lot when you're killing people for to for sport or whatever murderers consider it, let alone seventeen. Um, mm. John Gary. I think is next because, ah, oh, there's something psychotically wrong with you. If you dress as a clown and kill people, that's, that's pretty yes, bad. That's, that's pretty bad. bad. <laughs> and then last is the 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 vagina of them all, Paul Stephanie, who literally <laughs> called his old murders in. So I don't even know why murder. he's on this. <laughs> <laughs> you do not deserve to be ranked as a murderer. I mean wow. no, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, wait, murdered. wait. <laughs> You know, ranking them is confusing me. I'm like trying to get. <laughs> I think it's like a winning thing. Yeah,
1: this <laughs> confuses. I'm forgetting that it's best. a murder. I'm
0: kidding. I'm forgetting about all the crime of it.
1: Okay, okay. I respect your ranking. Okay, well, mine <laughs> differs a little bit. Okay. So, I would say I'm the most afraid of is. Isra- I would be most afraid of Israel Keys. Makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah. because of the randomness of it all. Yeah. And that he would plan pre plan ahead like. I I know that you would never just happen into a serial killer's hands like on purpose and like it's random all yeah. the time. But still, the fact that he didn't have an M O. or a type, like you know, some stuck to women yeah. or some stuff to men or even transient communities, but he was just anybody, anywhere, anytime. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Next, surprisingly, I think where I put Samuel Little is actually pretty surprising. I put Jeffrey Dahmer next. <gasps>
0: Cause he, uh, cause everybody hears out fear, and yeah, that's he's disgustingly, and, and that constructs some fear. And they, that's yeah.
1: The amount of things he put into murdering and the work afterwards, kind of yeah. disturbing.
0: I maybe heard some of his stories. I do question it because just of his, just of his description, he's <laughs> bleeping. <laughs> 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 Goops. He's Goops. A real. He's real bad. Like his description is awful. I don't imagine. Maybe if I heard. I guarantee if I heard some of his murder stories, I would probably be in number one. Next,
1: I would say John Gary, the guy who buried teenage boys under his house. I put him. Then comes Samuel Lino. Why Samuel Lino is so low on my list is because I think. If his target group were different, he wouldn't have gotten as many kills. Yeah. It's because of the community he targeted and police didn't take it as seriously. I think he would have gotten.
0: Which was creative because you know he wouldn't be taken seriously. But, but. that limits his skill. That, that's to, not that murdering is a skill, guys. But, oh, it is, actually. But, not a good one. Um, That lowers his skill level because Israel Keys was effective and he had, exactly. he had and to He tackled
1: to anybody. Yeah. Samuel Little, he. I can't believe he was able to take out that many people. And he still... People are still trying to confirm whether or not he killed other people. But based on his descriptions and stuff. But they want to confirm with other people. Okay. Anywho. Just because of his target audience, I think he could have been caught earlier yeah. if it was different. Yeah.
0: Like, you're only strong because you took mm-hmm. out the, the skinny kid class. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Thank you. That's a very good way to pivot it. And yes... I put Stefani, Paul Stefani. Yeah, I mean, asked. come
0: on, the ones that take him seriously, he should have dressed as a clown.
1: <laughs> <Stick> <laughs> I just wanted to put him in there because I thought it was very interesting that he himself was reporting his crimes. That to is the extremely interesting. Department. I that screams attention seeker. Uh, yeah, you could have done so many other
0: things, dude. So many other things for attention. You could have killed yourself. That's a murder that would have gotten attention.
1: So now that we ranked all our serial killers, did you know? That there was a serial killer in Hawaii. I did not.
0: Oh, uh, for those of you who wanted to submit your own rankings, we do have an Instagram page, I believe. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Put our ad oh, in we can there. can put it on our
0: story. Yeah, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram and let us know who do you think is the most psychotic. Two pods two peas, two pochos Pochos. in a pod?
1: Two pochos in a pod. We
0: just started, okay? It's our first episode. We're still gathering the information. I think we have an Instagram page and I think it's called two pochos in a pod, all lowercase.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. And you can drop your ranking down there or share some suggestions. Yeah. Don't be too mean. I mean, this was the first one. I don't care what the (laughs) think. After finding out that there was a serial killer in Hawaii, mm-hmm. I asked our parents who are alive when this was going on. Wow! Oh, that's that's cool. And if they recalled any information about a serial killer being on the loose, do you know what they told me? What? They never heard about this guy. I wouldn't, but he
0: was around in their
1: ex- time of existence. Yes, they were. Oh, okay. Let's hear the story. So I will tell you about the Honolulu Strangler, also known as the Honolulu Rapist. Oh, he's gone. It all began when a woman's body was found at Ke'ehe Lagoon on May 30, 1985. She had been raped and strangled with her hands bound behind her back. The woman was identified as Vicki Purdy, a 25-year-old woman originally from North Carolina. At the time, she was living in Mililani with her husband, Gary, working at a video rental store. On May 29th, the night prior, she decided to go out to a nightclub which according to the sources found wasn't out of character her husband began to become more concerned when she hadn't returned home by 9 p.m his worry would grow even more when she didn't return home at all he took the initiative to search for her car and found it vacant in the shoebird hotel parking lot when local police began looking at who was responsible for the homicide they began investigating vicky's place of work Wahiwa video rental. The reason being that the video store had a porn aisle, which they thought might have a link to the sexual nature of Vicky's death, thinking that maybe a guy who rented those type of films took notice to the pretty blonde behind the counter, and from there, things might have escalated. Hmm, That makes sense. Eight months later, a similar incident would lead investigators to believe that what happened to Vicky Purdy was not an isolated event. On January 14th, 1986, Regina Sakamoto was on her way to school. At 7.15, she called her boyfriend to let him know she would be late because she missed her bus, but she would never make it to school. Now in the sources that I've been reading, there were some conflicting reports on when her body was found. Based on the book Honolulu Homicide, her body was found the following day. She was found in the same manner as Vicky at Ke'ehe Lagoon. Bound... Oh, wow, same location too. Yeah. Wow. Bound, strangled, and raped. Wow, it's repetitive. Sit, that's very
0: repetitive. Do you know where Ke'ehe Lagoon is? No. I, I, I'm sure I've been there, but I don't know none of the names of Oahu, because I don't know Oahu towns that well. Right next to the airport.
1: It's right. like oh, wow. near, okay. the yeah. very yeah, okay. close in proximity to the airport. Yes. Okay. Upon seeing the similarities, one police officer suggested a connection between cases, just like we saw. It was like copied, copy pasted, right? Mm-hmm. But others waved it off and did not share any concern with the public about a potential serial killer until a third victim turned up a month later. So it's rapidly yeah, I progressing. Put, I think if
0: they put it out there after the second one. The third one, people were a little bit more alert. Yeah, That's I mean, true. want like to roll the same way, I think I would have gave the public a heads up before a third one pops up.
1: That was very strange. Yeah. Three fishermen noticed a wrapped tarp in the Moana Lua stream. They decided to open the tarp, and swaddled inside was the decomposed body of Denise Hughes. May I just say, if I ever saw a human-looking tarp, I would just report it. You wouldn't touch it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't open it. That stinks. I... I just I think I want to know you.
0: I want to witness. I don't want to witness, but like, if I'm gonna find a dead body, I'm gonna find it right, and I'm gonna open up and be like, yeah, that's a dead body. Get the
1: police. So if we're ever together, I'll I want to remember the. the
0: I want to remember the fearful image of someone's decomposing body.
1: I don't. <sighs> to de- type type just... B, type of people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like remember when i something horrid. I want to embrace it full, except like, yep, I'm going to fear that the rest of my life. I'm never going to forget it, and I accept that.
1: That looks insane. (laughs) Denise Hughes had also been bound and strangled. Mm -hmm. At this point, the Honolulu Police Department has three unsolved homicide cases that shared a similar M.O. They could no longer ignore what the police officer pointed out in Regina's death and a task force of 27 people were assembled, led by Chester Hughes, a police major. He did well in media communication, in that he didn't give out information that was pertinent to the case. While police worked on the cases, the killer did not stop. Two more deaths ensued. The last two victims were Luis Medeiros and Linda pesk After the death of Luis, the police department planted women officers in the Ke'ehe Lagoon area hoping to capture the killer. Their efforts did nothing to stifle the Honolulu Strangler. The public grew weary of the situation leading to a rise in gun sales and women taking self-defense classes. The FBI (laughs) Behavioral Unit gave the police department a profile. After receiving the profile, Police Chief Doug Gibb shared that the killer was most likely an opportunist, killing in an area that he is familiar with, which they described as being areas from Sand Island to Waipahu based on where the women were abducted and disposed of. A convincing suspect was found afterwards. The police received a tip from a man who claimed a psychic informed him of where to find Linda's body. Okay. He took the police to Sand Island, but their search turned up nothing. Her body was eventually found a little ways from where he had initially took them. This supposed coincidental event only increased police's suspicion. When interviewing past ex-wife and girlfriends, they reported he was a smooth talker and that he would tie them up during intercourse in the same manner the murdered women had been found. Oh, this guy has got all the red flags. In addition, a light-colored cargo van was seen near Linda's car when she had disappeared. The police set up roadblocks to find witnesses. Witnesses gave a general description of man of Caucasian or Hoppe Mix in his 30s to 40s. Lieutenant Souza, who helped lead the task force, was convinced that the man who called in about Linda's murder was the killer. They took the 43-year-old Caucasian man into questioning. The police conducted a polygraph test in which he failed and displayed signs of guilt while being questioned. Susan made a call to cease the interview after several hours to avoid inherent coercion. They did arrest him, believing they had probable cause as he knew Linda from a prior interaction. Once the interview was over, they took the suspect to the cell block where a crucial mistake was made. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend had her friend and attorney call the cell block to speak with the suspect. The recruits didn't think to stop the interaction and the suspect spoke with the attorney. And as you might have guessed, the attorney said not to speak with the police anymore. The suspect was released and Sousa felt they were so close to a confession. But the attorney had stopped any hopes of that coming to fruition Mm -hmm. with little evidence the prosecutors would not be able to charge him with murder in the end no charges went for went forward against the suspect because they wanted to build a case for all five murders not just the one linked to linda the police were so convinced he was their suspect they followed him even out of state unfortunately there were other internal issues going on during the investigation that skewed the case There were problems with the two lieutenants heading the task force as they sometimes gave conflicting orders. In addition to this, the prosecutors and police had disagreement on how to proceed with the case. Prosecutors pointed out that the inconsistency with eyewitness reports, but the investigators chalked it up to the police intimidation. The police were under pressure and those who were interviewed wanted to appease police to continue on their way by giving random descriptions. So, I guess while they were doing traffic stops, the police were hard on the people wanting to get somewhere with the case. Yeah. And the people were like making things up just so that they could go on their way and not have to deal with it, an authority figure like that. Uh, I think I
0: would do that too. I <sighs> to like, I don't want to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You gotta, as the police approach in a way where they're not going to want to have their time wasted. <laughs> so, exactly. they're going to get rid of you. Yes.
1: Yeah. Eventually, a warrant was obtained to search the suspect's home and vehicle, which turned up no evidence that could definitively prove his involvement. Till this day, the case has remained unsolved. What? I know, that's so unsatisfied. <laughs> so, I
0: thought you were going gonna- to kill me with it. So the psycho, the psycho, um,
1: future teller, nothing. Lieutenant Souza, who headed the task force, was... Is dead sure that their suspect was the one who got away, and yet they got what, that because as socks? soon as he left to the mainland, everything stopped. He was very convinced, but they couldn't get the confession once the attorney. Thank had you, arrived.
0: attorneys, for doing your job so well and letting killers run amok.
1: But you never know. I, I. Oh never, yeah, you never know. But that's so unsatisfying that's and frustrating because so it looks <laughs> the lineup is there, and someone just came up with a law book and stopped it all. What was interesting was that at the time, you know how they're not supposed to release a suspect's name if they're charged? Uh-huh. Unless they're charged, they mm-hmm. can't put up a name. Yeah. That they actually, his name popped up in some articles. Would you like to share with them the name Howard, of their suspect?
0: Howard Gay. Okay, and he's only led um he led them to Linda's body. Linda. <laughs> Linda's body oh I guarantee they were like you know what secretly just put up the name because he's so suspicious that people should look out for him and you think he's got away I'm gonna change your name
1: I would like to point out
0: um, according to Carlisle police lacked enough evidence against gay and the HPD had access to DNA testing in 1986 and then that oh if they had access Is that was saying.
1: Had they had access to DNA oh, back okay, in the day, huh? testing back in the day, they probably would have been able to convict him right then and there. Damn, that's so unsatisfying. I would also like to point out, because he did rape them, so that would leave DNA traces. Okay.
0: Well, How, not perfect that they were the, raped, but, but the they traces. Could,
1: yes, exactly. You can pin them. However, it was said that it was thought that he had a vasectomy of some sorts because the sperm count was very few when they did Find it on the video. Yeah, a vasectomy was still leave sperm. Count? How? Not supposed st- to be like effective. Oh, it, it it it. Sperm stuff still comes out. I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> Sorry. But it's, Sorry. It's, it's <laughs> only the reproductive portion of. Oh, sperm that stops. That, that stops. It stops. Okay. It's just,
0: yes, exactly. Okay, so there's not enough of a because the little sperm count was low. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I mean, even if they had collected DNA, it maybe wasn't that much to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. Did that satisfy you a little bit? You have a name to I put, guess the name, like, but I would have
0: liked it if we locked his ass
1: up. Well, he's a suspect. He hasn't tried. Not I know, guilty why I know. He just loves really bad, dude. He just looks really bad. Alrighty, To end this podcast on serial killers, I'm going to give you a scenario, and you respond with how you react. Right. I'd like to call this segment, What Would a Pocho Do? Oh, that's because I'm Pocho. It's 1986. You've just gotten off of work at the Daniel K. Inouye Airport as a stewardess. Okay. I'm walking with you. We both are rolling our luggage to catch a bus on the outskirts of the airport. Because this is a time before 9-11, you are carrying a pocket knife, as you do.
0: I do. I do. I have at least two on me at times. So.
1: We have just exited the airport in full uniform, so our footwear is probably unideal. You glance down at your watch because it's 1980s again. It reads 11 p.m. A man approaches us in an idling car, pointing a gun at me. What do you do next? Put you in front of me, bro. I'm scared. (laughs) Well, he already has it on me, so you could just get away and just yeah. But I love you, so I probably wouldn't (laughs) let that
0: happen. No, I definitely wouldn't let that happen. I would. I would probably walk in front of you. I would probably get in front of you. I would probably. Why not scream attention? This is
1: true. It is very late Yeah, 11pm. We could scream attention, make a big Because if it's in
0: a car across, I imagine there's got to be people around. I would definitely make, make it... And just duck. Yeah, open it. Open, open the scene. You're not secret. I see some people do. Come on, there's a guy with a gun. Let's get down or something.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I think that would be an okay Yeah, just cause it's because it's not a
0: private place enough to, you know, have to be real strategic about it. I feel like if I just draw attention to the situation, what's he going to do?
1: Exactly, I and I think in situations of pairs they try to control you by sub- being having one unable to move or get away and using that against. Yeah, your but partner, if they're
0: going to you, then I would definitely definitely you. want myself first. I don't want you to die. I would definitely try to protect you and then draw attention to the situation. I think or just tackle you down to the ground. I don't know.
1: That's, that's all good, but and we just roll and just yeah and run just it. roll into
0: like a, a wall
1: to block us or something. <laughs> we'll do our best to find natural barriers. Yes. I would also like to say that in the event that we ever do get captured, and I've talked to you with this before, I'm, I don't want to make it to a second location. So if he ends up shooting me and you get away, that's fine with me. <laughs> I'm okay with that because eventually if he took both of us, odds are you get both of us. It was like a two for one deal. Yeah. In that situation, we only get one for two, which I don't think is that bad. What do you think about it? Yeah, Yeah. uh, logistically wise.
0: Or if he's like torturing me, just it's it's fine. Don't do anything drastic about it, you know?
1: Let the police do their job. It's depressing. It's getting (laughs) depressing. (laughs) Well, anyway, guys, I hope you guys forgive us for any noise in the background. We'll do our best to become better at that over time. Yes,
0: um. Our initial startup.
1: our initial yeah, startup. It was the us. first time around. If you're interested in any of the sources we use today, I'll be listing it in the description box if you want to check it out for yourself and verify any of the facts you wanted to on your own if you the type of person that does that. Yeah. Also, um, yeah, when you hear a weird noise, we're still trying to come up with a
0: noise for when I swear too much to bleep over, get prepared to hear that noise a lot on all future podcasts. Yes. Pretty sure you mean burping. Peace out. Bye. (laughs)